who was the driver you know coming up you looked up to so I was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's I was, what I figured. Yeah, I was born in 97. I'm 22. Yeah. So Jimmy, I was five or six when I started watching. Wow. And Jimmy was the first guy that kind of Jeff had brought him up and given him the opportunity. And it's crazy now I'm his teammate. And he's going into his last year, too. So that's going to be cool to, to see. So tell me about Jimmy Johnson. You know, obviously, when you have somebody that you look up to that's yeah. a role model, what's it like when you finally meet them and now you're an equal racing yeah. you know, in the Sprint Cup Series? So tell me about that. It's tough originally, you know, when you're racing against a lot of guys that are your idols out there, it's hard to move them or, or yeah. pump them or whatever it is what you kind of need to do. Right. So I think getting over that step is tough, but Jimmy's such a good mentor for me and he's been so open about right. what makes him successful. This is Roman Gabriel. Welcome to a new episode of the Roman Gabriel Show. Coming in with me, we're going to talk some NASCAR, Sprint Cup racing, with a young man who has an incredibly bright future. At the age of 17, William Byron won the Xfinity Series with Hendrick Motorsports. At the age of 20, he went on to NASCAR Sprint Cup Series and took over for the iconic number 24 Chevrolet Rainbow Warrior team and four-time NASCAR champion Jeff Gordon, where he took Rookie of the Year honors and then followed it up in 2019 with five pole positions. He has a favorite, and it's Hendrick Motorsports legend Jimmy Johnson. So following Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson's a lot of pressure, but he's handled it well. He started racing at the age of 14, we had an opportunity to sit down with William before the Daytona 500 and talk to this young man about the incredible accomplishments of his young career and the excitement of what's ahead for this talented young driver. Enjoy this interview with Sprint Cup racer number 24 Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, Sprint Cup driver William Byron. To listen to the Roman Gabriel Show, go to romangabrielshow.com or anywhere you get your podcast. And I'm excited to announce as of today, you can go to iHeartMedia or iHeartRadio to pick up your exclusive episode of The Roman Gabriel Show. So enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Roman Gabriel, the host of The Roman Gabriel Show. As you know, this program's more than just talking to high-impact entertainment and sports personalities. Let me tell you a way that you can help our sold-out youth foundation. Helping kids nationwide to live a drug and alcohol-free life and giving them success plans that work. Here's how you can donate to help. Take your mobile phone. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help the nation's kids to stay drug and alcohol-free. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show. Remember to go to RomanGabrielShow.com. Same thing on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, everywhere you find podcasts, whether it's Google Play or iTunes, Apple. Uh, right here, you know, uh, football players are great and team sports are super. But uh, love the NASCAR guys, the Sprint Cup guys. This guy's special because uh, Jeff Gordon is a guy that I really looked up to, a guy who really helped me. Uh, but, yeah, I was, al I was always a big Hendrick guy, big big fan because just the way he was with people and the way yeah. he handled himself. And Jeff kind of took it to the next yeah, level he did. of the he's, sport. He's a, you know? he's a, he definitely set the road, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he took over the number 24. 
uh, for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, William Byron is with us, uh, Charlotte guy, and uh, you look like you're right out of high school. Can I tell you that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Sometimes. I mean, so you but you've been doing it for a couple years now, right? Yeah, I've been. Uh, it's my third year this year, so uh, we were fortunate. We won five poles last year, wow. uh, including the Daytona 500 pole. So uh, just trying to still get the first win. So hopefully this year, um, third year in the 24 car, I'm pretty excited. Well, it uh, sounds like Daytona is a good place for you. So two weeks yeah. from now, maybe, maybe that's your first yeah. win, right? Are you I guys so. testing now or? Uh, yeah, we, we do a little bit of testing. They kind of limit what our testing yeah. can be. Uh, you know, last the last couple of years they've tried to limit it as much as possible. So we really just our first laps are at Daytona. Well, this I year. thought it was really interesting always that you know as a football player you build towards the biggest game of the year, right. which is the final two teams for the Super Bowl and, and winner take all. Yeah, uh, and you guys start the season with your Super Bowl event as the first yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, Daytona, so you got to have your game real early, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's kind of going into that race. You can't really prepare. You just have to you have to know that your team's ready for it. So we do a lot of off season, you know, talking and and kind of you know thinking about the race, hypothesizing about what can happen, getting the pit crew ready, getting me ready. So, um, but it's weird, you know, going in the first race, Daytona 500 is definitely our biggest race. Okay, so you, Hendrick has such an incredible tradition. Um, so. Who who was the driver you know coming up you looked up to? Yeah, so I was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's I was, what I figured. I yeah, I was born in '97. I'm 22. Yeah. So Jimmy, I was five or six when I started watching. Wow. And Jimmy was the first guy that kind of Jeff had brought him up and given him the opportunity. And and uh, it's crazy now I'm his teammate and uh, he's going into his last year too. So uh, that's going to be cool to to see. So tell me about Jimmy Johnson. Um, you know, obviously when you have somebody that you look up to uh, that's yeah. a role model. What's it like when you finally meet them and now you're an equal racing you yeah. know, in the Sprint Cup Series? So tell me about that. It's tough originally. You know, when you're racing against a lot of guys that you're, are your idols out there, it's hard to, to move them or, or yeah. bump them or whatever it is what you kind of need to do. Right. So um, it, I think getting over that step is, is tough. But Jimmy's such a good mentor for me, and he's been so open about right. what makes him successful. Like yesterday we were just talking about hydration, and he, yeah. you know, he's big with Gatorade, and so he – uh, was telling me about hydration st- steps that I can yeah. do. So, um, you know, he's a super helpful competitor, but at the same time we're competing on the same racetrack for, for the checkered flag. What, what's one thing about Jimmy Johnson that you know that most fans don't or something that, something that maybe yeah. people wouldn't think about with Jimmy Johnson? I think he is very uh, philosophical and very uh, detailed. Mm-hmm. Some of the things he knows about certain racetracks you wouldn't believe. He, he takes so much in. And uh, so I feel like he slows down what he's doing, but he's he's an animal. Like when he gets out there, I mean he he's one of the most aggressive yeah. guys that you'll meet on the racetrack. But outside of the racetrack, he's super nice and very laid back. You know that's, that's what I found in general about Sprint Cup guys about NASCAR mm-hmm. is that you know it's so unique the fan structure and how important that is sponsors and fans the engagement. You know, I've yeah. been to some of the races. It just blows me away that you guys are, like, doing PR and shaking hands yeah. with people before you get in the car. I mean, because, yeah. you know, for football, you know, yeah. when you leave for the stadium, first of all, you're sequestered like these guys for the Chiefs and, yeah. and, and for the Niners are. They shut off the press yesterday. This is it. Yeah. They move. They're going to be locked down for until Sunday night at 6, you know, when they right. come over the stadium at 1 o'clock until yeah. kickoff at 6. It's crazy. So you're in this, like, four-day focus thing yeah. where you're just with the guys yeah uh you know like it'd be like you being with your your, your pit crow and your team right. for four days and not talking to anybody yeah 
crazy. but you guys, you know, it's like you, you could be. It just kills me how you can have the focus that you have standing up and doing what you do, and then jump in the car and be ultra focused. You know, when you got two hundred twenty-five miles an hour, yeah. And you have people. You know, I think some, one of the guys uh, I was with, uh, I think Dylan. Uh, uh, him, the two brothers. Okay, awesome, uh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, and yeah. They were here yeah. one year, yeah. and and, I, and they were telling me, you know, just how you know how normal it becomes. Yeah. When you got people two inches from you on all sides, and you're doing two twenty five. Right. And <laughs> the regular person just can't figure that one out. I mean, yeah. some of us played football when we were kids, or they didn't, you didn't go on, but yeah. you can at least understand it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, I think for us, we. It's all about knowing your environment around your ra- your race car is like that's your space. So you have to know every inch. You know when it's funny whenever when somebody drives with me on the real road, they're like, "Why do you come so close to other cars?" It's like because that's just that's used my space. I'm so used to being comfortable in that. And it's funny you talk about the the fans and everything. I think it's so different for us to be right around them before the race. Right. But you just have to manage kind of your jar of energy before you get in the car because. Ultimately, there's nothing like being in the car, and that kind of flips the switch. Right when you for get me, in, when I, once I get so in. when they say start the engine, it's just you click it on. Yeah, uh, and that's what great athletes do. I'll never, I'll, I'll, you know, perfect examples. I went to the NFL with the Raiders, and they were a veteran team, and you know, they didn't really seem like they practiced that intense. But of course, right. these guys were in their mid 30s, so they're saving themselves. But I was eight, 19. Yeah. And uh, when we got to the first game, I was like, man, these guys are like the world champions, and they don't even look like they're really serious about doing what right. they're doing. So we're in the locker room, and uh, long story short, as soon as, they, as soon as the cleats touched the field, you know, they had done it so much. Yeah. They were veterans, and, you know, I'm, like, trying to learn the ropes at every step. Yeah. And you're watching them do their thing, and, and you, they, they just switched the switch. Wow. And it became, you know, it became what you saw them as when you watched TV. That's incredible. And that's what the way I look at it when I when I come to some of your races and I see what yeah. you guys do. Yeah. Um, but it, it is really unique, though, because you guys, the, you know, in a football game, if you're playing wide receiver, you can take a playoff. Right. I mean, if it's on the other side, in, yeah. But you can't take a second off in a yeah. car. Yeah. It's it's to me, it's you get more comfortable with. We do have cautions and, and periods of yeah. time that there's nothing, you know. But there's always a pit stop or there's always a restart. So it's like for for us, that four-hour period is such a mode. And, like, anything that I was thinking about before the race, or I never have the same thoughts after the race because you're so locked in for those four right. hours. It just it kind of it doesn't even feel like four hours sometimes. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember... You can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. William Byron's with us, number 24 car, Hendrick, and um, won a bunch of polls last year, close to winning, and hopefully hopefully the Daytona 500 is going to be yeah. that first win for you. Wouldn't that be so, crazy, huh? That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. really cool. So, Biggest race of the year. So do you ever pinch yourself being 22 years old, knowing that, that you're racing at the highest level well, around you know some of, the, some of the people you watched your whole life and then yeah. having the chance to be with an organization like Hendrick that's won so many championships 
Yeah. I mean, does it crazy for you sometimes when you just think about where you're at? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it kind of – my when I started racing, I was 14, and a lot of kids start when they're 6 or 7 yeah. years old. So, for so you me, actually started late. Yeah, so late I actually started 14. late. <laughs> so I it's like, like it. So I, I'm, you know, I just, I've just been blessed to kind of be in the right situations at the right time. Uh, Liberty University has been a big supporter of mine since That's I was, right. since I was um, really 16 years old. So I still take classes online, and uh, you know, without people like that, like you would never be able to get to where you are. Racing's all about support and and people that partner with you, and and so that's kind of been just a neat thing that I've had with you know well, with my faith. And congratulations everything. on Liberty because it's a wonderful school. I have friends that have kids that are there, and uh, my alma mater, New Mexico, went up there to play, and I went up there and watched a game. Yeah. A great atmosphere, um, yeah. and I've gotten to know a little bit the president. Um, okay. You know, we're on Instagram together, so we kind of yeah. go back and forth on some things. It's, he's a, he's kind of a piece of work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's different. He's not your normal president. Yeah, Jerry, in terms of Jerry's, Jerry's so interesting. open. Yeah. He's, he's so open. He comes to races. He's been to. Oh, I good. Think he went to Daytona last year, and uh, he yeah, he's funny. <laughs> well, that's great. So, so what are you taking? I'm taking. Um, so right now, I'm taking business 101. Okay. But I'm um, a business communications degree. So. Uh, trying to just get my basic core classes knocked out of the way right now. Liberty has such a wonderful mission, and uh, they do such great things for the world. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the, uh, so so I assume that you're a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So faith is a really important thing. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to ask you a question that I ask sure. a lot of athletes, and our show is about faith, family, and sports. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, how does faith, family, and Sprint Cup work for you? Yeah. What is what, what does that mean? Well, I think. So for me, I grew up in a Presbyterian church mm-hmm. with my with my family in Charlotte, and faith was always you know I was going to church as a kid and always involved in youth group and yeah. everything like that. But it was never really hitting me because I wasn't directly there's was nothing directly like tying me to it. So when I was uh, 16, I kind of got out on my own, and my dad was like, "Hey, listen, you're you're gonna either make a career out of this or or you're gonna have to figure something else right. out." And so uh, I think once I got out on my own, I realized how important. A, my family was because their support getting me to the racetrack, but really my faith and kind of like knowing that there was a bigger plan for uh-huh. me than just where I was racing at a short track on a Saturday night. So um, I was really blessed to kind of have one thing after another to get me to where I am now, but um, it definitely, and I have good people surrounding me that, that are faith-based, I think, and that, that makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah, well, who you surround yourself is huge, whether it's sports or life or family. Yeah. Um, you know, I assume, uh, you know, you guys have a really special thing called driver's prayer, right? The yeah. meeting. Yeah, MRO, um, actually. Yeah, yeah, MRO is there. Yeah. You know, we had athletes in action in football, yeah. so That's we awesome. would gather before we went out the final time, and we would all kneel together, and we would all pray before we went out. And that's kind of a yeah. cool deal of how you guys do it with, with you know, and I know MRO yeah. does a fabulous job. So they give you all the support, but that's pretty yeah. cool, right? Yeah, uh, but you almost cool. have to, right? Because you do. I did it, prayed for safety for my teammates and for myself because yeah. it's you know it's a physical sport. But right. you guys, I mean, we're talking life and death when you make a mistake. So I would yeah. assume keeping God close is uh, you know yeah. not just in off the track, but when you're on the yeah. track, like hey God, <laughs> yeah. keep those tires you know pumped up and yeah. keep me keep me safe and yeah. upright, right? And it's important. I mean, we we get in a, a number of wrecks all year. You know, no matter who you are, you're gonna get in four or five bad yeah. wrecks a year. So you know, just having. Knowing that God is with you and knowing that his 
you know hand is over protecting you yeah um mro does a great job they they have a church service every sunday because our races are on sunday so we right. we go Football, to the driver's the same meeting thing. exactly and so we we go to the driver's meeting then we go to uh mro and and pray and um you know it's just been a lot of support for wives and girlfriends as well from what yeah. i hear yeah a lot i mean i think uh there's been you know, a couple of people have had cancer issues and, and things like that, so they've they've really done a good job with that. Okay, so you have an incredible platform. Mm-hmm. You know, pr- pr- there's nothing bigger than professional sports and entertainment in this country. Yeah, you're 22. Young people look up to you. So, what are you doing with that platform? What are some of the things that William does to give back? Yeah, yeah. So I was um so I was an Eagle Scout and uh, so I did Boy Scouts mm-hmm. when I was um going through high school and worked with um hope for the warriors charity so uh kind of surrounded my uh charity projects around yeah. that and then now just working with uh young kids that are trying to race too i um i actually started on a program called iRacing, and uh-huh. uh, it's a computer sim simulation game and uh I, I started a race team this year to try to bring up some kids that have yeah. the same passion that i do because literally i was that kid at 14 wondering how do i get in a real race right. car and so i try to i try to bring up other people that way too that is awesome william byron the number 24 car hendrick a couple weeks from now he's looking forward to the biggest race of the year and that's the daytona 500 and yeah. obviously you've done extremely well there so i'd assume that you feel very confident about yeah. uh, going in there and giving a great showing or even winning right yeah i hope so i it's yeah. a tough race i mean there's yeah, a lot well, of crashes it is, and stuff, right. but i've, I've uh, heard a lot all you guys tell me yeah. the same thing on this race yeah. Got to keep yourself out of trouble to those last ten or twenty laps, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the last ten laps. You can make up so much ground, so it's it's kind of all about getting to that point with a clean car, having the right pit stop at the end. So, but I'd love to think we have a good shot this year. So when you're 22, I wasn't very patient when I was 22. <laughs> so I assume you got people at Hinder telling you to be a little patient there, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. I my crew chief's actually 45, so he's he's uh we kind of got the veteran and, and young guy yeah. combination going. Well, listen, congratulations on all your success. you got Thank a bright you. future. I'm Thank real you. excited for you yeah. about Liberty. That's a wonderful thing you're doing there because that's going to set you. you up for a long time to come. Yes, sir. And yeah. uh, all you're doing with the Boy Scouts and uh, keep up all the great work, right? Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. William Byron, number 24 car, Hendrick, looking forward to a Daytona 500. Well, I'm just going to say he's going he's gonna to give himself a chance. That's, that's all you can do, right? Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to The Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel, Nick Ruffini, and Kirsten Cluthy. Audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com.